Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, mother chuggers, and welcome to the Right on Track podcast. I'm Connor Jonas, and this is where we talk all things Thomas and Friends and Railway series. Joining me in the studio today, I've got two fine Toms. I've got Parry, Tom One. And Denim, Tom 2. Yes, and we are all talking about everyone's favourite Tom, Thomas, mm. from Thomas the Tank Engine. And we are covering three wonderful episodes today. What are they? The episodes we're covering today are No Joke for James, Thomas Percy and the Post Train, and Trust Thomas, all three of which are magazine stories. Interesting. Mm. Are they all Andrew Brenner stories? Yes. They are. They are indeed. Curiouser and curiouser. Tickle me. Very intrigued. I'll tickle you pink. (laughs) But we are now going to jump right into the episode. Uh, Well, the first one at least, uh, which is No Joke for James. Mm. And in the clip we're going to be playing, James is just sort of bragging to Thomas and Percy about how wonderful he is. Look at me. I am the smartest, most useful engine on the line. Rubbish, replied Thomas. We're all useful. The fat controller says so, and he's Sir Topham Hatt, head of the whole railway. You know what, James, added Percy. What, replied James. You're getting all puffed up. James huffed away. I think that's the first time we've seen the three of those engines pair together in season three. Definitely in season three. We saw them together in Old Iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Old Iron, and that trio um, eventually grew and became a bit of a staple for the show and all the merchandise and mm-hmm. so it, on. It absolutely has. And as for the remainder of No Joke for James, we also get to see James interacting with Gordon, boasting to him. Yep. And then later, James plays a trick on both Gordon and Thomas by suggesting that the express coaches are meant for him rather than Gordon, and Gordon ends up pulling James's trucks, much to his dismay, and then the fat controller finds out, James gets into trouble, and... Has a bit of a redemption. Yeah, has a little bit of a redemption. He returns to look after his trucks, and then we meet a returning character. Yes. We do. Very surprising. But we'll talk about that character when we uh, get to him mm. as we move along the story. Um, now, this story starts a bit like the start of uh, James and the Coaches with a little bit of a, um exposition about who James is and him being a mixed traffic engine. Who can pull trucks and coaches easily. Everyone's yes. proud of his smart red paint. Yes, and his driver actually says that mm. in this episode. And I believe that may be the source of a lot of James's arrogance. Mm. Quite possibly. I think uh, the driver and fireman are very responsible for ego stroking him. Yes. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, it's interesting how this episode plays out. Um, It's based on two magazine stories. You've got The Express and A Passenger for James. Mm. Uh, The first half being, of course, The Express, where James tricks Thomas and Gordon. Mm. And the second half being uh, Passenger for James, when James picks up a railway inspector who's running late for a meeting. Mm. You have to hand it to the producers of this series of Thomas the Tank Engine as well because they really 
play into the fact that these trains are not autonomous. They do have drivers, they do interact with the engines, and they do play a massive part in how the railway runs. Yes. So, for example, when James tricks Thomas, James's driver returns to find the coaches coupled to James, and he says to himself, okay, it looks like we're pulling the express today. And then when Gordon finds out what happens, his driver says, wait until the fat controller hears about this. Yes. yes. But it's interesting how you say uh, he finds the coaches coupled to James. Well, I mentioned that the shunters or the yard managers or someone like that were able to move James to the coaches. Yeah. yeah. but The then, signalman. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Yes. But, 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 but they themselves, wouldn't they know what the schedule is? and what's supposed to be. They well, would. Well, well, no, because on the timetables there, they just run by what train is supposed to come through at what time, not what specific engine is coming through. True, So they just true. know that the Express has to come through at this time and they have to make way for it. Not, right. oh, Gordon's coming through in 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's how most railways run. It yeah. might be different on Sodor, I don't well, know. Like, I mean, when, when the engines talk, I think there might be some logistical errors mm. ready. Um but yeah, it's the, like James plays a trick, which is pretty much expected of him at this point to try and make <laughs> himself seem better. Um, but did he really think this was going to work? Well, apparently it did. Well, it, it it did for the first, you know, let's say hour or so as he was pulling the express. But I'd say two, two hours. Gee, he really is slow. But <laughs> the thing is, is that. You know, he goes, oh, I, I, I'm going to take the Express. It's like, yeah, okay. But then did he think he wasn't going to get caught? Like, I mean, it, it's pretty, you know... He's the only red engine on the island. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Gordon is obviously going to be annoyed about it. Mm. And then... But the trains went on time. Yes, or, yes. Or do they, though? Because Gordon is the fastest and most powerful engine on Sodor. True. James is not as fast and is slightly less powerful. But we do know that him and Henry have pulled the Express before. So uh, maybe due to speed limit restrictions, uh, they're able to reach the same speeds that Gordon typically does. Okay. That's mm. a fair argument there, Connor. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I'm suiting my role of Captain Pedantic. <laughs> <sighs> But, um... <laughs> there was some very evil eyes looking at me just then, listeners. You should have seen them. <laughs> there was fire in there. You could feel everything. But, mm. yes, uh, James is punished. He needs to deal with trucks again. More goods work. He sets to work at the harbour. Now, there's a really interesting thing that uh, I think Thomas says to James in this episode. He says, the trucks are pleased to have you back. I know. And we've always known James to have trouble with trucks. So and, and... why are they so pleased to see him again? It's like typically trucks are known to not like any engine. Like there, there are times when they go, "We don't want you. We want Percy." Oh, nice paint, James. Pee about your face, though. You know, like 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 full on. They just insult. It's only salty they get along with, really. Mm. Well, if you look back to James and the Express, you learn that James has a good relationship with some trucks. And when Gordon takes over his duties while James takes the Express, Gordon gives the trucks quite a hard time. Mm. So when James gets the trucks again, maybe they're like, oh, you're not going to biff us like Gordon does. True. Yes, true. But, but then we also see in Trust Thomas, which we're also covering today, he will often bump trucks and then those trucks will then, you know, take out their frustration. 
does it depend on what kind of trucks they are and where they're from and how tactful their attitude is? So it, maybe quarry trucks are a little bit more troublesome than harbour or yard trucks. It, well, I reckon that theory works out. Yes, <laughs> it is actually mentioned in the railway series that uh, ballast trucks, I believe, on the Oldsburg uh, branch line and uh, Harwick and so on. Ducks I'm sorry, Oldsburg? Oldsburg. Is it Oldsburg? Yeah. Oldsburg. <laughs> For Farquhar. But um, now I'm getting the evil eyes. Through your station. (laughs) Listen, we will have a therapy session later, Parry. Okay? Denim's promised to consult us each. Has he, though? Yes. And and we'll get through this. But uh, it is mentioned that the trucks do have differing attitudes and... It would make sense that maybe, you know, flatbed trucks are a little more relaxed Mm. because they don't deal with dirty stuff. They deal mainly with, like, the heavy lifting. Mm. And, like, consider these trucks, they will spend maybe a day or two in a yard, maybe make friends, and then chances are they'll never see those friends again. Milk tankers are the best-behaved trucks. True. They are. We never hear about them misbehaving, do we? Yeah. And we know they have faces. Yeah, Mm. true, true. But uh, the trucks like James to be back. So James works happily in the yard late one night when a railway inspector is late for a meeting. And this railway inspector has previously had a run-in with James before. He has indeed. He is dressed in much the same way as the passenger with the rubber boot lace in... James and the Coaches. That's the one. And his name is Jeremiah Jobling. Mm. Yes. It's never actually said in the show what his name is, but I think that's the name he's been christened by the fandom, or is it... Like a character card or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, definitely. Yeah, but it's really interesting that on... Like, I personally like to think it is the same guy. Hmm. Um, the reason why he didn't give his bootlace, and we discussed this all the way in the first season hmm. of the podcast, um, how he's a railway inspector and he was annoyed at, you know, the train running so badly. Hmm. So then he decided, nah, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. He's a mystery shopper. I said it. Yeah, mystery shopper, exactly. And then we even said that there's a bit of a parallel between uh, Jeremiah Jobling and James on how they're both arrogant Mm. and a little bit disrespectful, and then much the same in this episode. They're both kind-natured and Mm. trying their best. That's a very good point. Again, Connor. Thank you. We won't need that therapy session after all. Crack yourself. But uh, <laughs> by far... Prob- we spoke too soon. <laughs> the um, piece of resistance, I would say, for this episode are the night scenes. When James is trying to rush along to get back to Napford on time. It's not so much a night scene as it is like an early evening scene. Yeah, really. early evening. We see him go through Henry's Forest, mm-hmm. uh, which is all built up now. Yeah. Um, Grown back. Yeah. quite quickly. Which means that either this story took place before Henry's Forest or a few years afterwards. Several years. Well, we see at the end of Henry's Forest that it's all grown back. True, true. So maybe that episode in particular was set, you know, in the early days of Sodor. A few years, yeah. Um, And it's when... Uh, there's a brilliant shot when James arrives at Knapford and his cab actually stops right where 
the fat controller is. Yes. And you can see the railway inspector there, you know, ready to greet him. Smiling. I know. It, 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 I, I just like that uh, scene so much. And we mentioned before um, in Thomas Gets Bumped on how there's, uh, you know, very wide, interesting shots of the station mm. in these series. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, present throughout the whole series and uh, future seasons to come. Um, but definitely here. It feels very clean. And particularly in this uh, episode, and uh, Thomas gets bummed, very empty as well. Mm. I will have to say that the ending of this episode, No Joke for James, is quite abrupt. Yeah. It yes. Goes, yeah. It goes, uh, the pack controller says, James, once again, you are a really useful engine. Like the music for the credits just comes on immediately after that. It's not know. even a gap. It's just like they were. There's no time for it. They, they needed to space it out. Well, they needed to cut something short here, yeah. obviously. Maybe or, the scene where he's running along with the trucks or mm, something. But yeah, something like that. It really is an abrupt ending, and that is what spoils the episode a little bit for it, me. It is quite jarring. I think what they would have benefited from doing is, you know how they used to have the outro in seasons one and two? Like the... Yeah. Dun, 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 and yeah. sort of build up to it. Yeah. yeah. That would have been much more pleasing. I think so. Actually, that ending has been making the rounds a lot on the social verse, mm. where people will start will like have an ending of any episode or movie or TV show mm. and they will have that build up of the music <laughs> with it and they go it works every time it does it absolutely does and they only employ it once during the third season and that's during the episode with Mavis yeah it's mm. never heard ever again after that and it's so good it is good I, I say bring it back remix bring it bring it back Bring it yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. make a petition. Yes. Yeah, remix it with the uh, Thomas Go 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 Big World Big Adventures theme. <laughs> Having said that, I do like that um, the theme that we have now has the sting from the original theme where it goes yeah. do, 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 and then it goes into yeah. the new theme. But ratings for this episode, guys, because I'm thinking of giving it a six. It, I, I'm with you, Connor. I'm giving it a six as well. Yeah, yeah. I give it a five. A five. If you give it a six, we'll need to try and find a Percy sound effect. So I see why you're not giving it one. That, that's too much work <laughs> you for go. you. Yeah. That was my high-pitched whistle there. Yeah, good job. Uh, t- yeah, like, like, I mean, it is a good episode. There are a few things, but it does have that abrupt ending and it is a little bit jarring at times when it jumps between stories. Mm. It's a bit dry on content, shall we say. Yeah, but mm. And on thrills. But about an episode that hasn't got really any thrills, but it has got a very, very large amount of content. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the next episode. Let's do just that. Now, this is called Thomas Percy and the Post Train. Or Thomas Percy and the Mail Train in the US. But thank you, because they call it mail over there for some reason. The mailman. Don't worry, we'll have the letter train next. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Percy and the Paper Train. (laughs) So, yeah, what would it be called these days? Thomas Percy and the... Email so- train. The social media train. Yeah, yeah, the, um, Thomas Percy and the Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> Thomas Percy and uh, I've got no mobile data. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, Thomas and Percy are going, yeah, listen, uh, we've been, you know, uh, putting all the letters on the line. No, online, online, not on the line, online. Oh, dear. Okay, I think we need to get back on track and uh, we'll just play a little bit of the clip. Our title is ironic. <laughs> 
Well, we'll just play a little bit of the clip of this story just to give you some context as to what the post train is all about. At night, when the other engines are tucked away in their sheds, you can still hear the faraway call of an engine's whistle and the clickety-clack of train wheels turning. This is the sound of the post train. One train is pulled by Thomas and the other by Percy, as the loads are too heavy for one engine to do the work alone. The post is loaded into trucks at both the harbours and the engines pull their trains through the silent stations, delivering their precious loads. On a clear night, a big shiny moon brightens their journey, but often Thomas and Percy can't even see the stars. But whatever the weather, lamps along the track always light their way. An absolutely beautiful episode with beautiful music. Oh, the Great music is absolutely spectacular. And what's more interesting, I think, about the episode is how it would shape the series to come. I mean, nowadays, Percy is synonymous with the mail train. Yes, yeah. definitely. It's become his, one of his primary jobs. Yeah, like Gordon takes the express, Percy takes the mail train. Mm. Um, but also on that note, it mentions in the dialogue there... Thomas and Percy both do it because the train is too heavy for one engine to do it alone. Well, I, I'm sure Gordon would appreciate the work, and James, and Henry, and Edward, and yeah, uh, but yeah, Percy's but, been working out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but now in the current show, Percy just does it by himself. Yeah, mm. and, and he's only got two coaches, which well, means but due to the progress in technology, he no longer needs so many mail trucks. That is a good trucks. point. Yeah. In in the current show, he's only seen pulling two utility vans, mm. or sometimes three. Sometimes three. However, in this episode, we see that they're moving around, you know, four to five, mm. which does actually bring up the point on how there are less utility vans, and that could be put down to technology. Mm. That's that's really interesting to think about. Mm. I, I like that little bit of continuity in time there. Ooh. Yeah, I, we put that away in our little head cannon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you've, head you're cannon. starting to say it now. It's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> it's spreading intravenously. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, this episode is purely focused around Thomas, Percy, and not Cole, not Dragon, the post train. Yes. Mail train. But we also get fleeting appearances from Duck and Harold, the helicopter. And Henry. And Henry as well. Yeah. And yeah, Harold, after this episode as well, becomes, you know, associated with delivering the mail. He does. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, long story short, uh, Thomas, Percy take the post. One day, Percy runs late, and Harold is making fun of them of, you know, oh, I'll, I'll take the post later on. I, mm. Like, I'm much better than you guys. Mm. Uh, but then Harold's grounded due to high winds, and they make fun of him. Mm. And then someone misses his last train, mm. and then Thomas takes him home, and he sends a letter to them both the end. It's got another <laughs> abrupt ending. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, here, I've received this letter. It's really good. Well done. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it is such an abrupt... Like, like I've got a note here. Abrupt end. It, it, like, honestly, this episode is many fan favourites. Mm. And I can certainly see why. It has got probably some of the best music in the show so far. Yeah. It has got wonderful visuals mm. with all the lights and the nighttime. This oh, episode. Yeah, the nighttime scenery is wonderful. This episode. A lot of this episode's by night. Mm. Yeah, at night, and they've got a whole ton of mist and fog mm. swirling around them. Mm. 
Um, and it starts again with the pattern of a little bit of an exposition mm-hmm. where it explains what's happening. Yeah, it's like, and it's like a full, min- almost a full minute of yeah. exposition there. Explaining mm. what the post train is. It's mm. very much like better late than never. Uh, 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 is it just me? Just you, Denim. Okay, just you. Today, listeners, is a very special day because I'm panelling this episode. I'm in control of the soundboard, so that means I can turn Denim's mic off if I disagree (laughs) with anything he says. That is a good point. That's (laughs) manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, we do have Denim in charge of the panel board because he then later edits it and it's (laughs) able for him to be easily more aware of what's happening. Yes. Um but, you know, this time... And what you don't know, Denim's been talking the whole time. We've already got the mics muted. It's great. Mm, I, I've just been pausing him each time he speaks. And then yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> so when and, you hear... Oh, like God, that, goodness sake. <laughs> <sighs> when, when, when you hear uh, that blank little empty pocket of noise, that's where I should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stay quiet there to drag it out. Okay. Um, but as we say, this is the start of Percy being a post-engine. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a little bit more of the Harold Percy conflict going yes. on. Well, uh, they're, they're you know friendly banter, you could say fr- friendly banter, but they both look pretty annoyed at each other mm, at times. That's true. Um, yeah. And this is based on two magazine stories, Andrew Brenner. Uh, I like how I'm just saying this because it's to be expected now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the post train and after the last train. Um, now, this story was actually referenced uh, in the 23rd season, Wish You Were Here, much like Thomas Percy and the Dragon, uh, where they just miss each other, Percy and Thomas. And, and it's good because this is a very nice episode where both of them are working together on the same job and there's no conflict between them. And it, it's nice. Like, really, there isn't much conflict in this episode. Barely any. No, yeah. ap- apart from, you know, the, the aforementioned banter with Harold. Yeah, and Percy Hen- running late. Yeah, and Percy running late. No, it's just... Yeah. But it's such a pleasant episode it as well. Is, it yeah. is, yeah. It, it is. A, it's a mellow episode. Mm. Mellow, nice mellow and humble, a good yeah. word for it, yeah. But um, interesting thing, Percy running late is because Henry was running late. And, the re- and Henry, uh, it says, he was pulling the main line post-train. And that sort of gives us an idea as to how the entire post-train system works. So we're looking at branch lines and, you know, that sort of system. Yeah, you've got uh, mainline post-train, which stops at all major branch line stations, Mm. where then another engine, such as Thomas or Percy, will take it and they'll function along the Farquhar, Ducks Branch Line, Knapford and Tidmouth. Brendan Branch Line as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure about the Brendan Branch Line. Mm. In the past, we have seen engines like James Paul, the yes, mail coaches. Yes, and in uh, Series 5 episode, Oliver's Find, Percy's, uh, not Percy, Oliver is taking the post train mm. all around um, the coastal runs and all the way up on the Misty Valley Branch Line. Mm. So, like, we get an idea about it. And I like the um, system that this entails mm. of there being sort of a hierarchy yeah. uh, almost in the post. However, does this happen every night? 
I would assume it would because, you know, the post doesn't stop. It might stop on weekends, but... Like on a Sunday or something. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, that raises another interesting point because we see in this episode when Percy gets back to the sheds after a really long night, yes. he's really, really tired. And, and he goes straight to sleep. Straight to sleep. But surely it had other jobs to do during the day, like shunting jobs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, here's my headcanon theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Percy pulls the mail train... Gets back to Tidmouth around the same time when Henry would depart with the Flying Kipper, so about 5am. Gives him some shut-eye period, steams off again at 10 to 11am. In the meantime, when he's not doing the post train, Mm. it is pulled by Marklin and Puffer. For those who don't know, we've mentioned the Marklin engine before Mm. on the show, uh, being a background engine that has worked, Mm. uh, but Puffer is another tug's... Um, engine that we mentioned last episode. Um, Diesel does it again. How bunch of props from the ended, cancelled uh, TV show sister to Thomas Tugs uh, had an engine called Puffer. Didn't have a face. Was apparently sentient. We never actually see him in the show though, Denim. No. No. But at night time, there's a lot of things you can't see. Badum. 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 Sorry, what's going on? <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's um, a song of from Tale of the Brave. Oh, so that's why I haven't heard it before. Yeah, it, it, it's weird because um, Denim and I, we very much, we've watched the classic series and then we watch, you know, a lot of the animated stuff. While Parry, it was only actually the other week that you watched your first animated special. It was. What was it again, Denim? <laughs> uh, Legend of the Lost Treasure. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. with Eddie Redmayne as Ryan. Which oh. I, which I actually did enjoy somewhat. So, Sir John yeah. Hurt as well. Oh, yes, John Hurt. Rest in peace. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, this episode, it's it hasn't got much conflict, um, apart from, of course, Person Wearing Light and the passenger who missed his last train. Now, on this passenger who's missed his last train, it seems to be a pattern for him because it is none other... Then Jeremiah Jobling again. Again? Mystery shopper. I caught him. <laughs> He's missed his last train. And uh, when Thomas is dropping off the post at a station, what then happens is that uh, they see a man looking very cold and sad. And uh, he goes, I've missed the last train home. Uh, would, you, would you like us to give you a lift? It'll be rough. Oh, yeah, it'll be much better than waiting here. Mm. Um, and then they drop him off. And then he sends a letter to them. So he, he that's twice actually like last episode and then this episode he's missed the train twice and is needed it like to catch another one home it's 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 confusing but as you say a mystery shopper and this is also his last speaking role so we do see him again yes, at some but, point yeah but that's you know as a standard like Mrs Kindly and Daisy oh uh, okay right so yeah Hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah. R- r- ratings. It, it, <laughs> it's mul- It's mellow and humble. Well, yeah. yeah, I think it's a very pleasant episode to watch. Like, it's very atmospheric. You yeah. feel a part of uh, the journey of the engines. You know, it's just tranquil. Mm. Yeah. And, and Mesmerising. It's mm. peaceful, said Henry. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Said Henry's driver. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, Another but, nod to the cruise. Uh, it has got all of the... You know, wonderful work with the nighttime and the light shots and so on. 
What are you thinking, Denim? Immersive is the word for me about yep. this episode. I think I'm going to give it an eight. An eight? Mm. I'm thinking an eight as well. Okay. It reminds me, this episode, a lot of The Flying Kipper, only yep. without the accident. Yeah. Um, uh, and without the snow, of course. Yes. But you've still got the nighttime scenes. You've still got that sort of like majestic, mystery, mystic vibe yep. going on. Um, you know what? I'm going to make it an eight as well. Ah! Quack to that. It's quack, a, quack. Quack. It's a duck. Uh, Montague. Uh, but uh, now we're moving on to our musical interlude for you guys to enjoy. And this is the second time we've played this artist, uh, Mavis M. Mm. And this is Mavis M's sing-along instrumental version of the song Night Train. We hope you enjoy
And that was Mavis M's instrumental of the song Night Train from Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, which, of course, takes its inspiration from the post-train theme. Yes. From the show. And the song Night Train itself. Yes. Yeah, I know, but Night Train takes its inspiration from the post-train theme. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I know what you're saying. Yes. Thank you, Denim. I hate it when mum and dad fight. (laughs) But now listen here, son. <laughs> don't call me son again. Alex I have Hamilton no dad. <laughs> okay, uh, now we're moving on to our last episode uh, of today, uh, which is Trust Thomas. It is indeed. And in the clip we're seeing here, Gordon is having a conversation with James. I'll tell you what, James, if you pretended to be ill everywhere, you couldn't shunt trucks here or go to the quarry there. Could you? What a good idea, agreed James. Look, here comes Thomas. I'll start pretending now. Thomas was sorry to see the engines looking miserable. Cheer up! It's a beautiful day. Yes, grumbled Gordon, but not for James. What's the matter? He's sick, replied Gordon. Yes, he is. I mean, I am, uh, stuttered James. I I don't feel well at all. Don't worry, said Thomas kindly. I'll help out if you're ill. Gordon and James sniggered quietly to each other. Oh, Thomas, how naive are thee? Mm. Now, uh, yeah, the, the, this is a wonderful episode, but I've got... Is the cameraman drunk? What do you mean? Is that What's that supposed to mean? Okay, so... On Red Cordial. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, on Red Cordial. Huh. We're yes. currently uh, using a clip from the restored version, UK. I mm. recommend that if you look at it, you can see the camera is like it's jumping up and down a little bit. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... but I, I did not notice that at all. I, no. recu- I recommend you guys to uh, go and look at it yourselves, because it seems like that the camera isn't stabilised. I'm sure in the original cuts uh, they cropped it and uh, tracked it so it was all centred, but... It's the vibration of another train passing by. Ah, true. There you are. You've just explained away the totally non-fake fact. Kid Cannon. <laughs> Alright, so, once again, Trust Thomas is an amalgamation of two... Thomas and Friends magazine, Andrew Brenner Stories. Yes. Um, they are... Um, actually, I believe it's only one oh, story. Oh, sorry, sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah. Only one. Uh, Bertie's Bumpy Roads. Yes. And it's only roughly based on it. Mm. So in the beginning of the episode, Thomas the Tank Engine is in a very good mood and he sees Bertie driving along his pothole-ridden road. Ouch! And it... Yeah, that's exactly the noise he makes. And at the next station, Thomas asks him what's wrong, and Bertie says, well, because we were promised some tar for the new road, and it hasn't arrived yet. And Thomas says, well, okay, I'll suss it out and see what I can do. And that's when he comes across Gordon and James, offers to take James's trucks, and the trucks say, well, we couldn't pay James out, so let's pay Thomas out instead. And this plays exactly into some trucks liking James and some trucks not, because when James is introduced, we see him push a truck and bump it out of the way, which is why they're mad at him. Mm. But um, Percy's working at the harbour, apparently. We see him in the background, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> James is very... Annoyed because he now needs to do Percy's like shunting and truck and quarry work here, there, and everywhere. And then Gordon 
uh, has a response, which is the very first time we see him use this kind of excuse before by encouraging the other engine to pretend if you were ill... You couldn't do this, could you? And I love when they're James and Gordon are having this to- conversation with Thomas, uh, and Thomas breaks the fourth wall and he looks at the camera as if to say, "Hold on, what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Mm. Um, but then uh, Thomas needs to go to the quarry, gets the trucks, gets into a bit of an accident, mm. um, where we then have his um, have him, you know, carried and taken away by Edward. Oh, yeah, that accident, again, it's not another one of those iconic crashes yeah. that we see in Thomas and Friends because he runs down the railway, breaks away from his trucks, lands on a pontoon of sorts. Yeah, which has got rails on it. Yeah, so it would Some be... Some kind of barge. Yeah, barge of sorts. and then, Very jetty. Yeah, yeah, so if you've seen those old... Um, I, I don't know. What are you called? I've been on one of them. It's like a pulley-based jetty where yes. it uses a piece of rope to move it along in a straight line. Well, that's exactly right. And Thomas flies across this small pond and sinks on the other side. And, and a toad laughs at him. That it does. And the first of two toads we see in this season. <laughs> and personally, this is my favourite. I love this toad. Well, it's a wonderful feature. Well, we don't hear or see a lot of the other toad in this season, do no, we? We no, we don't. We don't. It's not until we'll, Series 4. We, we'll, Betty Ribbits. We'll, we'll get to that toad later. Okay, and the two conflicts are resolved when Edward explains to Thomas, hold on, I saw like some tar trucks at my station. Maybe they're meant to be destined for Bertie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell driver to send them round right away. Mm. And then Thomas is waiting in the yard... Gordon and James are there mm. apologising to him. Thomas is still on a flatbed. Then Bertie turns up in the middle of the yard mm. and goes, you know, oh, my road's being mended now, mm. thanks. Mm. That fast? I think what, 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 they're they, starting what, to fix the road rather than yeah. being like, fixed straight away. They've just put up the roadwork signs and they've got some councilmen there just, you know, yep. signing documents. But that ticking is clipboards. still, yes. like, this is all in the same day that it occurs. George the steamroller is a very fast-working steamroller. <laughs> He'll He's do anything to make roller. He hasn't been introduced yet. Now, but come he, on. he could be on the island. That's true. Yes, yes, much so, like Bill and Ben and Dukes locked up in a shed somewhere under some mm. dirt. Yes. So, as you can probably tell, listeners, a lot happens in this episode, and that's why I particularly love it, because it's uh, even though so much happens, it's really easy to keep ahead of it. Yes, yeah. and what's most interesting about this episode is how much it's actually been used in promotion. Mm. You see the shot of uh, Thomas moving along with the trucks. You yeah. see... Uh, the moving shot of him on his branch line at the start. A lot of these shots here are used as B-roll in uh, the theme that we use for the Rides on Track yes, podcast. Yes. Uh, the music video, yeah. Thomas, we love you, Thomas's yes. anthem. And, in fact, that actual shot of uh, Thomas and the trucks is the very same shot that Denim has edited into a wonderful promo for season three. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, like, your edits are amazing, man. Oh, Good thanks. Uh, he is the king of Photoshop, Mr. Oh, Denim. I know. <laughs> Um, but <clears throat> there's something interesting about this episode, especially about the crash, on how I don't know the actual function of that line that Thomas was on. Like, obviously, it seems to be to move 
like trucks or rolling stock from one end of the pond to another mm. because mm. we see Thomas go down the line. There's a siding as mm. well. Then he crashes and then we see that the line continues. Yes. And I don't know, like, a realistic scenario for that to be in use. Yeah. Um, Unless it's, like, a farmer or someone like that who's been utilising it. Yeah, maybe Quite a possible. farmer. Mm. Yeah. I, I always thought it was a runaway siding. Mm. Um, but the thing is, is that, like, that siding, Thomas can't go down that at all. Like, True. even if the trucks didn't push him. It's also mm. worth noting, this particular location is only seen in this one episode. Yes. You never see it ever again. Yes, and it's apparently, I believe, on Thomas's branch line somewhere because the quarry you're talking about is assumingly the Centre Island Farqua Anofa Quarry. goes by many names. Mm. It's an elusive place. It you should is. go there. <laughs> it's a wonderful time, especially in the winter. You know, throw beads at people. It's great. <laughs> but um, We're just referencing just completely different things. I know. Now. <laughs> right off track. But, but it's funny for us. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, if you can recognise that reference, people, you know, get in touch with us. We, yes. You might even get a prize. I, actually, I would like to try and have a little prize-giving thing. We'll, mm. we'll discuss this later. Mm. But... Um, Thomas can't go down that line at all. And that means that he's been set on the wrong track. And someone sets people on wrong tracks. That they do, yes. Oh, not again. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you guys started to see. It's obviously the signalman's it, fault. It is the signalman's fault. But granted, okay, I will give the signalman a little bit of a hurrah here because if oh, Thomas phew. hadn't had that accident, he wouldn't have run into Edward. And he wouldn't have then uh, had the discussion with Edward about whether or not he um, had the tar wagons. It was density. I mean, destiny. Density. <laughs> density, I'm telling you. <laughs> you see, that's why Thomas floated on the water. It's very dense water. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, that pond isn't even that big. And we see another line move around it. Hmm. Like, I mean, I don't understand the absolute use of that lineup. Okay, if we forgive the logic as to why that line's there and why Thomas was sent down that line... I guess. What what do you think of the episode overall, Connor? Okay, so it has got very interesting parallels in two different stories. And it has got a really interesting crash and beautiful shots and lighting throughout it. In fact, when I was younger, there have been so many uh, B-roll footage dragged from this episode. I used to thought this was like like a special anniversary episode or something because <laughs> yeah. I saw it everywhere. Yeah, same. Um, and then there's even wonderful details, such as when Bertie pulls up next to Thomas in the yard with Gordon and James. Mm. You can see there's smoke billowing from the factory behind him. Mm. And you can also see a tiny little model of the toad sitting on mm. Thomas. Yes. Mm. And then the music when Thomas uh, crashes is... Which seems to be a bit of a parody of the William Tell Overture theme, which is then later used as the runaway theme. But... Um, that only gets one use again in Thomas and the Special Letter. Yes. And there's some wonderful sound design as well. Like, you hear in that scene that we played, you can hear a church bell chime again. Yeah. You can hear factories working. You so, can hear the hissing of the engines. So, yeah. for all of this, I'm going to give it a 7. 7.5. It It is a good episode, but the thing is, is that it does feel like... Two separate things. Like the 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 most, it, it doesn't make sense. Basically, the tar storyline mixed in with the crash. 
I think they work really well together. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, well, I'm I'm subject to my own opinion. Thank you're, you very much. That's you're, okay. You're a stick in the mud, is what you are. We're not getting to the uh, really useful party just yet, Parry. <laughs> Okay, uh, Denim, what are you going to give it out of 10? Uh, look, I'm going to give it a 7.6. <laughs> Thank you. What, what's, no, no, don't. Actually, no, I detest. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, come on. <laughs> what you just saw there, well, what I saw, listeners, and what you couldn't see was that Connor trying to draw a high five for <laughs> Denim, not so subtly, and Denim refusing to provide one. <laughs> I'm my own individual. I need nobody. Okay, well, I'm going ahead of you two, I'm going to give this one a 9 out of 10. A wow. 9? Wow. I really enjoyed this episode. I mean, that that railway line logic, again, Connor, that bothers me somewhat, but the rest of it, solid yeah, I, episode. Yeah, I can I certainly it. understand why. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm. And that brings us to the end. Does Indeed. it now? Yeah, yeah, the end of this episode specifically. Yeah, okay, yes. The yeah, end this of is the this end of the episode. entire podcast. It's been great, guys. Good night. See you later. Nice knowing you. <laughs> no, but this has been episode 20 of the Right on Track Yeah, 20, podcast. guys. Yes, we made We've it. We've hit the 20s. Pop, pop the champagne and Other- film a video. <laughs> Otherwise known as the fourth episode of our third season. We've covered today some... Great episodes. Yes. Really good episodes. <laughs> we, we've covered No Joke for James, Thomas Percy in the Post Train, and Trust Thomas. Thomas? Thomas. Trust Thomas. That, that was my there fat controller go. impression. Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, it, it's been wonderful uh, this so far. If you would like to reach out to us on our various socials, please do get in contact with us, especially if you know where the Throne Deeds reference is from. Mm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at OnTrackThomas. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash RightOnTrackThomasPodcast. You can find us on Instagram at TTTE underscore RightOnTrack. And what's our email again, Denon? Uh, RightOnTrackThomas at gmail.com. And you can also find us at syn.org.au slash RightOnTrack. You but- see, I, I know we said we'd take some of those from you, but it's fine. See you guys. Thank B- you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.